0: This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shi'urim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Something that we should take away, and um, whatever way we become better, means we've been impacted. And, and uh, in a sense, that's a situation of who she was, what she was. The Gemara uses a phrase in two places, and those two places are very, very different. And trying to get a sense of the two aspects of the same idea, I think, will give us a very big picture about one of the core um, vital um, necessities for life. The Gemara says that Eo. Who suffered so much, mm-hmm. it says that the only thing that he had going for him that kept him alive were his friends. And the Gemara uses a phrase, o chavrusa, ki the eel. either a person who lives with friends like Eo's friends, o misusa, or a person who cannot exist. If you think about it, his friends came when he was suffering so much, whatever words they offered and didn't help. Not only did they help, but when God finally appeared, he said you were wrong. The answer you gave to you about suffering is not right. So what did they do? What was the point of it? It's one thing if they would come and said everything right. Help them in some way, at least help them understand the situation, we'd understand the, the, the critical necessity for these friends. But they didn't. It says even when they came, it says they came, Lotus Rosh, to shake their heads with him. Not to offer words of explanation, not to offer words of understanding, but to shake their heads along. So what was their role exactly? And the answer is that just like physically carrying a package, the heavier it is, the harder it is. When someone helps me carry it, I'm holding one side; is the other side. It it makes it bearable, makes it easier. Emotionally, when I feel that someone else is shouldering part of it, not that he's doing anything, not that he's ameliorating it in any way specifically, but he's there with me, then it also is something that a person um, feels, he's able to carry a lot more when two people are carrying it, or more people are carrying it. They came, when you shake your head means you're with the person. And um, obviously it's not perfunctory, it's not just shaking the head just to be Yotsi, but the, the, it, when you hear something that um, moves you, 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 there's a body language that comes with it. And for them to have come with him to be there so that they can absorb some of his angst, some of his suffering, some of his emotional and mental suffering, was the reason why it's in. It. That's one place where the Gemara uses that language of "ochavusa um, omisusa." There's a second place, almost 180 degrees opposite. This is more in Talmud. The Gemara speaks about Choni Amagel, who was a very, very um, big fan-cocher leader of his generation, possibly. And because of a story, he fell asleep, slept over a generation, woke up 70 years later, and came back into the Bismarck. Nobody recognized him. Nobody cared for him. He didn't starve, he had to eat, he had to sleep. But he was totally insignificant. Uh, Basically, no one gave the time of the day. And he asked to be taken to this world I and mean, Gemara again says, O O Either a person has friends, or his life is not worth living. But the whole suffering, there to say, what exactly um, was it? My Rebbe Rakhinev Leavitz used to quote the introduction to a great Talmudic work the work is called as Fables For those of you who've studied it, it's one of the great Talmudic works, not at all related to any Mussar, just very, very dry and and very I would say dry, but, but but pure Talmudic logic and so on. And he writes introduction. He quotes the and my Reverend Pinchas Rovitz was very fond of quoting it. He says, if a man were to go up to the stars and see the wonders of the universe, but have nobody to communicate it to him, then it would be not only meaningless to him, it would be very frustrating to him. Because a person doesn't exist and can't exist only in his own circle. So it's not only as regards suffering, but joy, accomplishment, and so on, those are things that a person lives it only when he shares it. The halacha is, we, do, we make seven blessings for a bride and a groom, the wedding. The first blessing has not to do with the bride and groom. It's about the people that have come to give honor to them. Because in a certain sense, that's the crux of the Simcha. Because these people have come and given honor, they're emulating God in a very profound way. And we start by blessing the crowd, mentioning it. So we see both ends of it, when said, well, told me as a person cannot exist alone. It meant it both for times of difficulty and for times when a person wants to realize himself. When a person has accomplished, when a person has experienced positively, a person needs to have somebody to share it with or else he cannot survive, cannot exist. So um, I'm thinking a little bit about what would be fitting things to do to commemorate um, and to bring a schoss to life of someone who suffered so deeply. I couldn't think of something so much in line with what I understood what a person's qualities um, my mother-in-law, was extremely devoted to people 24-7, she's always helping people, and the areas specifically most strongly involved were medical referrals. So there's this person who had some issue, and she called a few times, my mother-in-law tried a few different specialists and approaches, you know, to set at some point, none of the options were viable anymore. And she called up my mother And my mother said to her, you know, I've wrecked my brains. I've exhausted every possible avenue that I could think of and have asked around me. I, I don't think, really, there's much more I could do for you. And the woman answered and said, you know, there are there are so many today the mach of an ear is also a very important mach. Listening to me, um, just because I, I don't have who I can speak to, is in itself a, a tremendous facet. It's hard because each and every one of us has their own life, and we're all taxed and we're all stretched, and it's usually the people who, for whatever reason, um, have a difficulty, whether it's because of personal divisions, because of where they are in society, because of just personal struggles. They're the ones that tend to fall out of our range of sound. Um understanding um, the road by us in the shul says, you know, people pride themselves on process We tend to invite the people's company we enjoy. So when I invite somebody who I would usually enjoy, and that's wonderful. But the person who, for whatever reason, has difficulty connecting, um, quote-unquote, it's their own fault, doesn't mean anything. Being their quote-unquote own fault means that they have chains of some sort that makes it very difficult for them. I guess to sort of think of ways in which we can reach out, both in times of people's difficult times, and maybe much more important uh, in times of when a person is in the mood to share something positive. Sometimes when tragedy strikes, we do make an effort, and we reach out. That's good. But when a person wants to tell people about um, What's happened within their lives. Um, we don't think it's an emergency. And slowly the person feels less and less noticed, less less reach out to. I want to share a story that one of the most painful conversations I ever had was as follows. There was a boy who started out in Shiva, Nice boy. For whatever reason, he was kind of overlooked. That was just the type of personality, no no reason bad bad anywhere, just he came up once and says, I want to ask you a question. I want to try to understand something. He said, sure. He said, you know, every single simplest Torah, when the Gabby, after two and a half hours, gives a clap and says, did anybody, anybody in the show still not get an Aud? You know who stands, with his hands? Me. This year I decided, I'm going to change things. And I stood next to the Gabbai, from the Yerkes until the end. And you know when I got familiar? And the Gabbai said, is there anybody here who still has had Elia? And it was very, very painful to listen. He wasn't coming with a complaint, he wasn't coming with a pina, I was to simply asking myself, why am I ignored? Why does nobody ever think of me Ahead of somebody else. Why am I not thought of Each person's, you each person's test in life and each person's burdens and goals, that's destined by Christopher Colbert, something that no one could know beforehand. But notice, to, to keep noticing who, who is the person who would need reaching out to, the person that who is Who's not sought out when you seek them out, when you 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 invite them for a simcha, When you come to somebody's simple I was once as a boy in Yeshiva, as a buffer in the yeshiva, there was somebody who worked in the kitchen, also sort of a forgotten person. He made a brisk for a child, and not a single person showed up for the student. And, and it was very painful, obviously. I guess. Um, Becoming kind of, becoming mindful of it. Um, Beginning to um, notice people. And keeping an eye out for the person that needs to be noticed, especially. And reaching out when you feel the person has a special kind of stress. And reaching out when just you feel the person needs to be noticed. The person needs to express their own humanity, their own sense of being part of society. If we would do that, um, I guess every time we do it, we might say lives. We certainly would say people. We would, people would feel wanted, appreciated, um, liked. Um, if I can say a story in the opposite genre from somebody who was awesome going at it, I was also sitting in Heimblenden Yeshiva at a younger Get Together of our And the group was a tremendous genius. His Yantif get togethers were extraordinary. He was very deep Um, so both of Torah. And it was incredible. Every Yantif get together was incredible. I would go this on I was building I went there. During the break between one Torah session and the other one, I heard two people talking. These were older people. They had absolutely Meshiva a very long time ago. And I heard one say to the other, do you know why I keep coming back to Chaim. He said, "I davened here Rosh Hashanah, and for Berchos Karmi, I had to. I forgot to Daphne. So one of 700 people or whatever, 200 people did this be I, I had to choose to go to After Daphne, when we went around to, to wish Rosh Hashanah good year, he tells me, Chaim, I missed you for Berchos Karmi." He said, so I'm notice, I have a place here. That's why I keep coming here. And people need a place. And a place means, like it says by show, you will be missed. Your place is empty. And giving all that sense <coughs> to people gives them, infuses them with life. Minimally, it will help keep them, and hopefully, it will, it will give them a shot of life, a shot of use. And a Hashem, many, many more people, will flower, blossom, and start breathing and becoming a full-blown members of society. They were able to do the Mishmas, Kela Rochobah Novot? Kela Rochobah Novot? Now should be a to of Mishmas.